Welcome to Matter of Mindset, a podcast to help you create a happier, healthier mind so you can reduce stress in your life, find calm and take better care of yourself. My name's Emily and I'm a mind and well-being coach and it's my job to help people who feel stuck in their lives to make positive changes and start to lead lives that make them feel good and more in line with who they are and what they actually want to be doing. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about changing your relationship to fear. It's my aim with this episode to help you become braver, more confident and more courageous. I'm going to be talking about what fear is, our reaction to it, why we respond in the way that we do respond to fear. And then I'm going to take you through some practical things that you can do when you are faced with fear, when you feel the fear. We've all heard that classic quote, feel the fear and do it anyway. And that is what I want to kind of instill in you today. You might even now be listening and going, oh, I'm feeling a little bit anxious about that. I'm feeling a little bit nervous about that. You know, I don't really like stepping out of my comfort zone. And that's okay too. I'm going to be guiding you through how to recognize how you might be feeling right now and how to slowly and gently move out of fear so you can be less stuck and you can start doing the things that you want to be doing more of. Now, this is something as well that I work with my clients on a one-to-one basis and it is amazing what happens when they start to do the things that I'm going to share with you today. They start to believe in themselves more, they start to have more confidence and they also start to realise that their fear was what was holding them back. So, sounds, sounds good, but I think we should take a deep breath and just kind of ease into this. So, let's go. I'm going to guide you through it, keep tuning into that breath. We're going to be here together and I'm here to help you change that relationship to your fear. So what even is fear? So fear is one of our most basic human emotions. It's programmed into our nervous system as a survival instinct. Fear is actually there to protect us. Often we'll be like, oh, why am I scared? Why do I feel nervous? Why this? Why that? And we're a bit resistant to fear. We might be annoyed at being fearful. But actually, fear is an important emotion for us. It helps alert us to danger and it helps to prepare us to deal with it. You know, feeling afraid is very natural and it can be actually very helpful. Like all emotions, fear can be mild, medium or really intense, depending on the situation or the person. But when we experience fear, our brain sends a signal to our nervous system which often causes physical responses in the body. A faster heartbeat, shallow breathing, sweating maybe, and sometimes we notice sensations in our stomach, our head, chest, legs, hands. Now, the reason this happens is because the blood is pumping to the muscles that are needed to escape that perceived danger, literally preparing the body for physical action, to run away or to fight. So this kind of response to fear is normal and it's the fight or flight response which you've probably heard of. 
You're either preparing to fight off the danger or run to get away from it. Now, the body stays in this fight or flight mode until the brain receives that kind of all clear message to turn that response off. So fear is healthy and this system sounds really intelligent when we talk about it. But sometimes fear is unnecessary and causes more caution than the situation calls for. Over time, what's happened is we've become safer in the society that we live in. We often don't really face true threats. And what happens is our brain is still programmed to think that the smallest things are dangerous to us. So we get into this fight or flight response when actually there's no real danger there, but our brains want to keep us safe from the situations that we're not quite sure about. So we don't challenge ourselves to face the fear or teach ourselves that actually it's okay because we've told ourselves that it's gonna be really bad if we do because our fight or flight response has turned on. So we think, oh, this is gonna be bad. But we have to relearn and reteach our nervous system what is actually real fear and what is unnecessary fear. So I'm here to help you challenge that unnecessary fear today. That fear that stops you from making important decisions or moving forward in your life. We all tend to avoid situations or things that we fear because that's the easy option. That's the safe option. And there's no judgment here. We all do this. We all get into a fear state that actually might be unnecessary, but avoiding our fear doesn't help us to overcome it. In fact, it can be the reverse. Avoiding something really scary reinforces a fear and it keeps it really strong. When actually we wanna ground ourselves in reality, assess the fear and really challenge it rationally as best as we possibly can. So first off, when we're talking about changing this relationship to fear, we need to, as I've said, get in touch with our bodies. We need to become a student of our body and the reaction that your body has when it experiences fear. So it might be hard for you to kind of get into this zone if you don't feel particularly fearful now as you're listening to this, but maybe for a moment just have a little think what happens in your body when you're experiencing fear where do any sensations arise in the body how do you react to that fear and where do you feel it personally for me i know when i'm feeling a little bit fearful or anxious I'll feel, I'll feel that in my chest and sometimes in my head. And I will notice a shallower breathing pace. And in terms of reaction, sometimes I'll be shorter in my reaction because the worry is coming out. I might speak quicker. Um, I might get hotter. So these are just things that I'm aware of that I know happen when I'm experiencing fear or feeling anxious or feeling nervous. And it's so important to be aware of your own physical signs of fear so that you can begin to self-regulate, essentially. So you can begin to recognize what is going on in your body 
and bring yourself down to a calmer state of mind. So getting out of your head and into your body by paying attention to these subtle feelings or shifts within you, maybe it's sweaty hands for you or your heart races, we're allowed to get curious about these and actually notice them and acknowledge that they're happening. Because if we don't notice them, we can't change them. We can't bring ourselves back down to that nice base level of calm and being able to respond how we'd like to. So we have to kind of become, as I said, a student of the body and kind of an observer of the body. Knowing how your body reacts to fear is really important because you can then validate what is happening and actually feel less anxious about it. Saying to yourself, okay, I'm experiencing fear. This is a normal emotion. What is happening is a physical reaction to fear. I can decide my next step. Of course, when we're actually experiencing the fear, we can't think rationally like this. So once we've recognized what's happening in the body, which is something we can do in this state, the quickest way to bring you down to a more rational mindset and a calmer state of mind is to connect with your breath. Now, this is something I say a lot, and it's something, again, that is widely spoken about, but our breath is a tool which is always there. And to calm our nervous system down, we use the breath to teach ourselves that what is happening is okay. And when you are in that fear response, sometimes all you can actually think about is what's going on in your mind and, oh my God, my hands are sweaty or my chest hurts. And tuning into the breath is an easy thing to remember. So when you experience fear and you've kind of labeled it and you've gone, ah, wow, I'm in fear state here, I need you to try your best to tune into the breath. Taking really nice, deep breaths that will help calm your nervous system right down. And there's no fancy way to do this. Obviously, there's lots of breathwork techniques, but just saying to yourself, I'm going to take two deep breaths and then again and then again. And sending signals to the brain through the breath and the body starts to realize it's safe. So the breath is such a powerful tool that you can use to help transform how you feel within seconds. So it's not to be underestimated. You can also do things like holding a hand maybe on your chest. I like to do this to kind of, again, calm my body down. It signals to my body that kind of comfort and helps me to slow down my breathing as well. And become as well more aware of maybe your shoulders. You could roll those up and down. And just trying to open up your chest so you can breathe better. But also shifting your physiology will shift your state of mind as well. So we're just trying to teach the body that it's okay through the breath and through that physical touch and those moves within the body to help you react better to it. So become aware of your physical reaction and then use your breath and your touch to calm yourself down, to physically tell your body it is safe. Then you can begin to sort of ask yourself questions to grow your self-awareness. 
well, why is this showing up for me? What story am I carrying here? Is this something that I want to be true? Do I actually want this to be true, that I am scared of X? And how do I want to move forward? What's the next step that I want to take? So the next tip is something we've always been told, but it's because it works. So instead of avoiding your fear, we have to face it. So it's a really like cliched thing to say, but if you avoid facing the fear, it's actually going to get worse and it's going to start to control your life. It's going to limit your decisions, going to hold you back. And we don't want that because that fear is actually not as bad as you think it is. So we've got to encourage you to start to face it. So when we're experiencing fear, we often see it as this sort of evil thing that we want to move away from. We want to ignore it, we want to avoid it, like I've said. And we also don't want to speak about it because we feel a little bit embarrassed that we even have fears. But everybody has fears. So right now, remember that everyone feels fear, everyone feels anxious. Again, these are normal emotions that we all experience. But you do get to overcome them if you face them, if you look at them. So there are a few ways to begin facing your fears that I'm going to go through. There's a few tips here that are for those practical planners who want to really rationalize that fear and have step-by-step sort of structure to looking at them. There's a technique that's going to help you to visualize yourself conquering that fear. And then there's also a little tip at the end, a little bit of a challenge that I want to give to you of actually writing down your fears and starting to face them step by step. But we'll go through each one now together. So the first one is a technique that I've used and that my clients have used called fear setting. Now, again, this is like the the pinnacle of facing your fears. This is all about planning for the worst case scenario. And sometimes that helps us to feel better if we've gone through like, okay, well, what if my fear did actually come true? Because often we get stuck in that rumination of what if this, what if this, what if this? And actually just putting pen to paper and writing stuff down of, okay, if my fear came true, how would I respond to it? How would I fix it? Just that planning actually really helps you. Now, this is something that uh, Tim Ferriss came up with based on Stoic philosophy how they would plan for the worst to happen. Now, obviously, we are not saying that the worst is going to happen. This is taking that what-if rumination and putting it into like a more what-if like plan so that your rational mind can look at the fear and figure out how to prevent it. And if it happens, what they're going to do about it instead of ignoring it. So there's three steps to this, and I'll just run through them with you. So to face our fears, we have to define them. So we have to fully write down what that fear is and get specific. What is happening in that fear zone? Yes, to your body, but what are the situations you're scared of? Is it speaking up in public or at work? Is it going on dates with people? Is it the fear that people won't like you or the fear that people will judge you or the fear that 
you'll embarrass yourself or you'll do something wrong when by the way all of that stuff is absolutely fine like it's fine to do things wrong it's fine to fail so just try and think about what your fear is and get it on paper write it down define it once you've done that the next step to think about is all the ways that you can prevent that fear And I want you to write down the things you might normally do, like, well, just avoid the activity. I just won't, won't do it, you know. But I also want you to think about the things that you can say to yourself to override that fear. So what I mean by that is I want you to tap into that inner bravery. I want you to say it's a fear of going to the gym because you're fearful of judgment. I want you to, as well as maybe putting down, don't go to the gym, I want you to put down on that prevent list. Before going to the gym, I will say to myself that people probably aren't judging me. People are getting on with their own thing. People might be looking up because that's an instinctual thing to do. If someone's coming towards you in the gym, it's instinctual to look up. And I want you to try and say some encouraging words to yourself about why you're going to the gym, because we're using that example. You know, before you step out of your door and head to the gym, why are you going there? Don't focus on those other people that you fear are judging you. Why do you want to go there? Do you want to feel happier and healthier? Do you want to get that buzz of those feel-good chemicals after doing a workout? Do you value your health and that's why you're showing up for yourself? Actually, just by focusing on how you want to feel from that experience will actually dampen that fear and prevent it as well from being as severe as you may think it will be. Now, the next thing to do is to come up with all the ways that you'd repair the fear if it actually happened. So you have a plan then for the worst case scenario. So again, let's just keep going with this gym example. You've defined the fear, it's going to the gym, you're scared of being judged by other people, so you don't go. So the ways to prevent it, like we went through, are to avoid it or to focus more on how you want to feel, what you're going to get out of it, and that will dampen the fear. But if it did come true and you went to the gym and you felt judged and you were judged, I want you to... Think about the ways you'd repair from that. How would you bounce back from that? How would you recover from that? Now, this can be a pretty hard question because you might be like, oh, well, I'd feel rubbish. But if a friend of yours felt rubbish after experiencing something that was, you know, a fearful thing for them or something that made them feel uncomfortable, what would you say to them? What encouraging words would you give to them? And I want you to try your best to direct those words to yourself. Another thing that you might do to repair from that, that like perceived judgment, so you might have just felt judged and actually not been judged, is to ask yourself, well, where's the evidence of that judgment? So this works, obviously, if you just felt that judgment. Where's the evidence? Did anyone say anything? you know, are you just interpreting someone's behavior or kind of body language in your own mind and making up a narrative? 
remember with this particular example, most people care more about what they look like and what they're doing and they're preoccupied with that. They're not preoccupied with you. So you focus on you and you give yourself encouraging words to overcome this fear. And also hold on to the why you're there. You are there to feel good, you're there to look after yourself and that is what matters here. That's what's going to help you override this fear. So once you've defined your fear, once you've thought of ways to prevent the fear, and once you've thought about, well, how will you repair it if it actually happens, then I want you to then do a final reflective question. What is the cost of inaction? Now, this is the most important part of the exercise. What is the cost of inaction? You might think one way to prevent the fear is to not face it, like I said before, but we all know that that isn't the case. The fear will only be there and ruminate. So facing it in this really structured way and asking yourself as well, what's the cost of inaction, will help you to weigh up what it's worth. Again, the gym example, what's the cost of inaction? I won't move my body maybe in the way that I want to. I won't get fitter or I won't release those happy hormones in my mind and my body to feel good for the rest of the day. You have to really think about what's the cost of inaction, face the fear and feel it. You will feel that fear, but do it anyway because the cost of inaction is normally worse than taking the action. So, you know, you will experience some some worry, but that's completely normal. Try and lean into that feeling and remember to focus on how you will feel after facing that fear or after that activity that you're scared of because even if you don't believe it now I bet you will feel proud of yourself you will feel courageous you'll feel more confident your self-belief will be boosted because you've actually done the thing that you believed you couldn't face and you couldn't do so this is why it's super important to Step out of our comfort zone, face our fears and focus on how you'll feel after because that's your motivation part. You know, you want to feel proud of yourself. You want to believe in yourself. You want to feel more confident. And the way you're going to do that is by facing that fear and focusing on how you're going to feel after. So the next tip that's going to help you to associate with that feeling because it's maybe not as easy as doing that is to actually imagine yourself having conquered the fear that you have. So I encourage you to take time with this one, but the technique is all about visualization. It's all about picturing yourself conquering the fear that you have in your mind. In a positive picture, you wanna try and imagine seeing yourself doing what you're scared of which might be hard, but remember you can bring kindness and compassion and pace to doing this. But I want you to picture what is happening when you're facing that fear, when you are being that braver version of you. Can you see yourself being confident? Can you see yourself being brave? Doing what you're afraid of, but doing it with courage? You feel proud of yourself, you feel strong, and you're embracing it. Yes, there's a bit of vulnerability there. Yes, there's a bit of of fear. But embracing things, even when you feel nervous and you feel vulnerable, is actually the bravest thing that you can do. 
So take some time maybe before doing the things that you're scared of to sit there and close your eyes if that feels good for you and visualize yourself facing that fear. What are you doing when you're facing that fear? How are you kind of showing up more confidently? How are you holding your body? So let's use an example here of speaking up or speaking out in front of more people than you're used to. You might be a bit scared of like presenting. So I want you to imagine that you can see yourself presenting really confidently, really bravely, really assertively. And as you watch yourself doing this, you can kind of raise a little smile and be like, yes, I can see myself doing this. I can see the people that I'm presenting to, encouraging nods coming back to me. I can see that they're listening, that they're engaged. I can also see that I'm taking my time and taking breaths within my delivery. And I'm also allowing myself to pause and to repeat things if I want to, to take a breath and to also not be too afraid of like stumbling on my words or making mistakes. It's okay, you're doing this, you're facing this fear, you're stepping up and you're speaking to more people than you're used to. You're tuning into that breath and you can see yourself doing this, you can see yourself succeeding and then at the end you can see how well it's gone. So I want you to visualize this for yourself. I want you to think about what your fear is and begin to picture yourself facing it and conquering it with ease, with confidence, with a slight vulnerability, but you're doing it and you're in that zone. You're facing it and you're feeling it, but you're doing it anyway. So take some time maybe each day for maybe five minutes to close your eyes and go to a time in the future where you've conquered this fear and picture it as fully as you can and make sure you can see yourself as well in this courageous position facing and riding through that fear. So now we've gone through two of the techniques I mentioned before going through that fear setting exercise and then also visualizing yourself conquering the fear we're now gonna talk about bringing facing the fear into reality. You know, we've sat, we've written about what will happen if, and then we visualized, okay, cool, I can see myself facing the fear. But the next tip is all about actually starting to face your fears in reality. As I've said a few times, what often holds us back is the rumination that we have in our minds that keeps us stuck. We constantly think, what if this happens? I can't do this because I'm scared of it, etc., etc. And we kind of self-sabotage or we catastrophize what is going to happen. When what we need to do is stop thinking, stop ruminating and take some actions. Most of the time I'm telling my clients to think about things, to write things down, to process them. When for some clients, it's healthier not to do that all the time and it's healthier to have give them less thinking time. So what I mean by this is writing down those fears and helping them to actually take action and face them and do them in reality with me as their accountability and me slightly encouraging them and pushing them to do it. Now, this is a little bit like exposure therapy. 
So bit by bit, you are facing your fears and you are becoming more comfortable with the things that you were scared of. So I'm encouraging you to do just that. I'm encouraging you to write down those fears that you have and start to face them. Now, a really nice way to frame this is to actually write down the things that you would do if you weren't scared. If you weren't scared of feeling embarrassed or feeling judged or feeling a slight lack of confidence that you can't do it. When I'm here to say that you can do it and you get to judge who you are, which is a great human being that can face their fears. So what I want you to do, and this is something I did with a client the other night, is to think about the things that you're scared of doing. So I'll just give you a few examples that me and my client came up with. And these can be really simple things, by the way. And don't, again, judge yourself for these small things. So one example was going for dinner alone or going for a coffee alone solo. Now, you know, often people don't really like doing this because they might think like people will look at them and go, why are they there on their own having dinner or coffee? When most of the time people, again, are preoccupied with themselves And they might actually look over and go, amazing. They're having dinner on their own. That's great. They're having coffee on their own. Cool. They look like they're in a really nice mindset, chilled. They have the confidence to do that. That's probably what they're thinking. So what we did together was we wrote down these things that my client was a little bit anxious about doing, a little bit fearful of doing. And now each week, my client is going to do one of these. Another one was speaking up at work assertively, setting boundaries. Another one was going on a hike solo, which again can be a bit like, oh, do do I feel safe to do this? But actually doing it and feeling a bit of that fear and then doing it and conquering it, the feeling you get then is so worthwhile. So I want you to do the same. I want you to try and write your brave list. What would you do if you weren't scared? Would you go for that dinner solo? Would you go on a hike on your own? Would you speak up at work? Would you get yourself down to the gym without that fear of judgment? What else would you do, big or small? This is your list. And I'm gonna encourage everybody as well who follows me on social media to take part in this this week. Coming up with one thing that's gonna be the brave action to take this week. It might even be telling somebody how you feel about them it might be complimenting someone it might be talking to strangers whatever it is I encourage you to try and do it this week just that one brave thing and by doing this you are facing your fears in reality you're teaching yourself that it's okay you are proving to yourself that it's worth feeling a little bit nervous and anxious to do these things because that's when growth happens. One thing that's quite important for this is to have a little bit of accountability. So as I said, I'm going to be there helping you to do this this week on social media so I can be your accountability partner. Follow me at Matter of Mind Coaching on Instagram or ask a friend or somebody that you trust that will help you be accountable to facing this fear step by step, whatever it is. Have that intention of getting a little bit braver because if you want to live a more fulfilling life, you've got to face what scares you. 
Because when you do, it's those experiences that you'll talk about. It's those experiences that will grow you and help you feel alive. And before I wrap up today's episode on changing your relationship to fear, I wanted to bring in an acronym that I absolutely love for fear. And it's actually based on an Ian Brown song that I love called F-E-A-R. You might know it, but yeah, as I said, I absolutely love it. And I was planning a workshop maybe three years ago now, and it came to mind as a useful technique that you can use, that you can even write down and have on a sticky note in front of you so that you can go, hmm, let's check in on this fear. So let me talk you through it and then you'll know and then you can play Ian Brown's song F-E-A-R and start to face those fears. So the acronym that resonated with me from that song that's really helpful is false evidence appearing real. So that spells out fear, false evidence appearing real. So I've actually found this super helpful as a quick reminder when I'm feeling scared of something, I can use this to check in. I can use this to just shift my perspective and step out of my rumination and say to myself, is it actually false evidence appearing real? Is my brain just telling me a narrative that's not real? Where's the evidence for that fear or that it will actually happen? And nine times out of 10, there is no evidence. It is false evidence that's appearing real to you. So use this as a reminder, maybe even use that song. I know I was joking when I sort of laughed saying like, put Ian Brown on, but it'll help to remind you. It might even help to boost your confidence as well. So you can also come up with any acronym that you want for the F-E-A-R, something empowering to motivate you and to grow your courageous mindset. You can kind of choose what states you wanna emulate. So another really good example that I've used with clients is freedom, encouragement, adaptability, and resilience. So if we face our fears, we feel freedom. We need encouragement to face our fears from ourselves and other people. We need adaptability when facing our fears because we can't be just stuck. We need to think, oh, if this does happen, I'm going to adapt. I'm going to change. I'm going to grow. I'm going to do things differently. And fear as well helps us actually, if we face it, to grow our resilience. So these are like some key ingredients that actually give us a little bit of a different mindset and a definition of what fear is and what it gives us gives us freedom we need encouragement we can adapt to certain situations that come up in our lives and it grows our resilience as well so there's a lovely thought for you thinking about how you can literally change what fear means to you by using it as an acronym so that's it for today's episode on changing your relationship to fear I hope you found it valuable. I'd love to know. So get over to Instagram at Matter of Mind Coaching or at Emily Brunnand and you can get in touch with me there. Let me know what you thought of this week's episode as well. And also, if you haven't already, hit subscribe and follow and then you won't miss an episode from me. I'm making the commitment this year to record a weekly episode to help you create that happier and healthier mind. So there you go. 
face your fears let's do things that make us brave we're in this together and we can move forward and get unstuck if after listening to today's episode you feel like you could do with that extra support then a reminder that I work with people on a one-to-one basis to reduce stress in their lives and find calm. I help people to face those fears that they have to unpick what's going on so they can feel happier and healthier and start to do more of the stuff that they want to do, but they're slightly holding themselves back. I can help you to stop holding yourself back and to really lean into that bravery and start doing those things, like I say, that you want to do more of. So if that's of interest to you, drop me an email, matterofmindcoaching at gmail.com, and maybe we can start working together. So until next time, take care of your mind, and let's do that one brave thing. (music) 